Once I rose above the noise and confusion Just to get a glimpse beyond this illusion I was soaring ever higher But I flew too Hey everyone, I'm Mark Marble. And I'm Jim Ford. And this is The Lantern Cast Presents Pre-Birth! Episode 16. I know, at least we're doing two issues, so we're still kind of in sync with the issue in the episode, but after this, we, <laughs> after this, we all get shot to hell again. <laughs> Unless maybe, we... maybe in more ways than one, according to Jim. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do like a tie-in or something like that. It's it's possible we'll end up back in sync, but it was kind of nice when when we did the last episode that it was issue fifteen, episode fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> um. So tonight we're going to be finishing up. Way overdue. Uh, so many things happen. Life happens, and life hasn't been good in twenty twenty, as we all know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's an understatement. Uh. So we're gonna be. We're going to be finishing up the Spectre in Space arc, the three-issue arc that we started in issues slash episode 15. So Jim's going to do the recap on 16 and 17, and I'm going to do the ever the the abridged, abridged, abridged <laughs> recap of what we did in, in, in issue 15 just to kind of like bring us up to snuff with the status quo. So, so, you, so you don't necessarily have to go back like, seven, eight months or whatever it was we released the last episode. <laughs> yeah. So basically when you know how Hal's in his little for, his little fortress of solitude in, in, in Utah and 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 he gets visited by one of these basically we find out is it's it's a one of the many different versions of the Spectre that he sends out into sends out into into the world and into space. And this thing is like Pretty pretty insane. He and Abin Sur go to investigate. We find out that there's a whole bunch of different uh, specters, quote unquote, that have parts of him that he sent out that have all been all, all been corrupted. Uh, we find out that there was this plant, this uh, crystal race that was almost almost all destroyed. There was like I think one one being left, and it's and everything is being set up, or we are led to believe that basically it was it was versions of Hal, these versions of Hal that ended up destroying this race, and Hal's trying to struggle with this. We have these weird alien, this this alien race species called the Quoax, or the Quoax, they're coming in, and, and they're trying to uh, ab- absorb this and transmute the power of the Spectre externally, while internally Hal is, is struggling with the idea that he, he helped kill all these people and everything else. Uh, Hal Hal is completely lost and broken inside, and then who comes to visit Hal in front of him but Sinestro? And that's pretty much where that is a super brief recap of issue fifteen. Okay. Good enough. Or did I? Do you want? Do you need, did I? Did I, I didn't mention I, Helen, but Hel, but but I don't even know if Helen was that important to mention at that I point. But. Don't think so in that issue. Okay, so Spectre 16 and 17. Um, this is uh, art by Norm Brayfogel. DiMatteis is the writer. Um, you know, blah, blah, blah. So there's like, there's a couple of subplots going on. Um, one, Helen realizes that she can kind of um, astral project herself. Um, the way that Hal can be in multiple places at once, she can do it too. Um, and we start off the issue by her doing it and going off into space to look for Hal. That's one side story. The other side story is for some reason, Abin Sir gets spit out of his friend 
uh, on Ungara. I not really sure. Like that, that part's a little, well, it's very, very weird. Um, but his friends just kind of like sitting there meditating and he just kind of like vomits out, um, protoplasm that forms into Abin Sir. And Abin Sir goes and like, he's like looking around, uh, Ungara, um, haunting his friend. This is very, very bizarre sub, subplot. The main plot, you've got Hal who is now, um, He's mourning the death of this crystal uh, species that um, somebody used him to kill. Um, and then, like you said in the last issue, uh, Sinestro shows up. We learn really quickly, like within like two pages, that it's not actually Sinestro. It's this energy species that I think they don't even um do they even have a name? I didn't think they did give them a name overall. I th- I think if I remember I'm going to I'm going to skim through as we go through it. I do not think that they did give them a name. Yeah. I think they've evolved past that. <laughs> so, you know, they're like did giving him a whole bunch of mumbo jumbo about like you know, oh, well, your mind's perceiving things in a different paradigm, and you need to see things from a new paradigm. And it's just like, it's a bunch of pages of just nonsense gobbledygook. And the only, you know, the only benefit of it is that it's presenting Hal with, you know, um, images and concepts that he's familiar with from back in the day. So, you know, you get to see Kilowog and, you know, a bunch of the Green Lantern Corps and the central power battery, things like that, which is neat. Um, but eventually what we, what we discover is that they're trying to, um, this energy species is trying to make Hal Spectre see that, that crystalline, um, species, the whole planet that he destroyed, you know, why somebody used him to do it. Um, then he's like mourning it. Well, it turns out like you have to like be able to see things from a different paradigm, in which case it was the crystalline species that used Hal to kill itself. And he's like, well, why would they commit like, you know, an entire, you know, a genocidal suicide like that? And then they explained that, you know, if you look beyond, then you can see this like this vortex that was created by all of these, you know, creatures dying at the same time, you know, like this major, you know, cataclysm. It opens a rift in space from what is essentially our universe into the afterlife so that a wave of positivity and good feelings could wash over this galaxy from the afterlife. So, you know, that makes them feel better that, you know, like, okay, well, it wasn't that they were using me to just kill it, you know, kill them or kill some somebody else. And, you know, like they're actually trying to do something nice. And that's when the Quoex who had absorbed a, another version of Hal Spectre um, by transmuting it. It's like a thousand species that live in the body of one. Um, and they, you know, we were, we're told that they like the status quo the way that it is, and they don't want to see a shift to a new paradigm. So they're trying to fight this wave and, um, it's basically like a giant this 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 vortex into the um, the afterlife of uh, you know positive feelings and things like that is essentially a giant space anus and the Quoex are trying to kill Spectre versions transmute them into energy so that they can close the space anus <laughs> before it ha- can wash over the the universe or the galaxy with with good feelings and change you know the power shift um so yeah so they're trying to do that 
Uh, Hal, meanwhile, runs into Helen, who is astral projecting, and he's telling her to go home. And, you know, like she's like, yeah, 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 whatever. I'm going to go, you know, catch a comet. So, meanwhile, back at the, 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 well, where Helen's body is on, was that Earth? It's a, yes. the, the desert, right? Yep. So, the version of Hal that Hal left with her is is realizing that by splitting off her mind from her body for so long is killing her, and like he doesn't know how to fix it, and that's when <laughs> Space Mary Poppins comes in and <laughs> like spit spot she gets everything all fixed up. Um, and she's going to watch over Helen and make sure that, you know, she can, I guess, deal with her superpowers or something like that. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But, um, yeah, so this this Quoex is like they're trying to transmute, you know, specters into power to close the space anus. And, you know, like Hal just gets like really pissed and he starts just like wiping out, like, you know, like just destroying all the ships and everything like that. And they're like escaping into escape pods and eventually like the tide starts turning so that they, you know, start retreating. And the reason Hal did this is because he didn't want the crystalline creatures to die in vain, you know, because they were trying to close up that rift before it could do what he wanted to do. But after he gets done, like, you know, sending the Quoex packing, it, it, he realizes that when he had acted out of vengeance, it started closing the, the the portal to the afterworld. So he realizes that what he instead has to do is lead all of his other selves and pray. And that prayer, which is like this mega force that connects him to the afterlife starts drawing all that energy out and um the vortex is is opened again all the energy washes across this galaxy as it was intended to and then the vortex closes on its own and um they basically you know explain that um it could take you know a year you know it could take a day a year you know a millennia but eventually all of that energy is going to usher in a golden age. Um, <laughs> We're still <yes>. waiting. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, 2020 could take a hundred years. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. sorry. It just made me laugh. <laughs> I know. I mean, technically we don't even know if that was our galaxy. <laughs> Crisis on infinite anuses. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so then um, Hal goes back to Earth, you know, having everything all, you know, repaired and fixed up. And that's when he meets the new nanny. And he's like, uh, what the hell's going on? And he gets like a, like a greeting card message from uh, the Word and Lady Sacrosanct, who you might have already forgotten from one of the previous episodes that we discussed in one of these issues. Um, and basically they use this nanny for, you know, I guess a bunch of their kids and they wanted to make sure that her, you know, she would be, uh, you know, protected and safe, you know, with her, her abilities and whatnot. So they, um, I, I guess they're loaning out their nanny for a bit and, uh, that's that's basically where we leave off and then like you have like this this one page where it's like you know it's set in the future and there's an old lady who's telling this entire story to her grandkids and we find out that like that old woman is helen and uh the three kids the three grandkids that she's sitting with are um their their nanny is also uh, Space Mary Poppins, <laughs> so I think that's about it. So the Coax was I guess trying to if the vortex was an anus I guess the Coax was trying to be a big space butt plug I guess. 
<laughs> well, we know what the theme of this episode is. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm on a roll, people. Uh, so, so uh, from talking to you before, I'm guessing this this becomes yet another Spectre story you didn't particularly like, Jim. <laughs> the th- I mean, you know, the arc, the arc, not uh, what. <sighs> Or, when, was there, or was there an issue in particular of the three that you thought went off the rails? <laughs> I just, I think uh, actually, okay, the first issue was pretty good. Um, 15, right, right, issue fifteen. Yeah, yes, yeah. I agree. Fifteen was a pretty good setup. Fifteen, yeah, good setup. Um, you know, like we know that the Spectre has these different, you know cast off versions of himself and things like that. So, okay, that's, you know, I, that, that, that had potential. The second issue in the arc 16, where they spent so much time going over and re over and re over the whole, you know, different paradigms. And you need to look at things of a new paradigm. Like it was, it's buzzwords that don't really mean anything. You know, so it's almost like, you know, you're trying to say something while actually saying nothing. And you could say it in a much easier, you know, method. But in order to, like, fill, like, you know, seven pages or whatever of material, it's like, well, let's just keep on, you know, going through this this boring concept just so that we could justify showing Sinestro and the Green Lantern Corps in this book. You know what I mean? Yes, I I do. It it it, it was a shameless ploy on that level. Even though you really, when you really think about it, it was a shameless ploy, but yet a a dumb shameless ploy because they don't, they don't even put Sinestro even on the cover of number sixteen. <laughs> it's like that's the time to do it, people. If you want if you want to take advantage of this and get some sales, put Sinestro, yeah. Sinestro on the cover of of sixteen. Yeah, no, just just another. Just another one of the regular, you know, typical covers for this book. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, like the whole Sinestro thing, it's like, oh, man, you know, like this is going to be great. We got Sinestro. And literally, like, you have, like, the the one page, one nice big splash page is like, oh, shoot, Sinestro, you know, they're both dead. Now it's going to happen. And the very next page, he's gone. It's like, like, wait a second. Like, no, like, we actually wanted to see something happen with Sinestro and Spectre. Like, it's like, oh, no, no, this is not that book. This is a projection of Sinestro because of, you know, dealing with paradigm shifts and blah, 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 blah. Like, this, this is like a comic book about, like, company mumbo jumbo jargon. To make it seem like you made vast improvements for your stockholders. That's essentially what I felt that I was reading with this. And like the first time I tried to get through it, like I just actually the first two times that I read this, I passed out because <laughs> I read this this issue back like the back when uh, like right after literally right after we. Uh, recorded for um, episode 15 or yeah episode 15 and um, I I didn't quite make it through because I passed out during that one too Um, the Quoex like the fact that they could transmute the power of a specter into anything is insane to me and like that right there is just kind of like oh yeah we'll just you know, extend the uh, what, what? What were the, the 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 things that they were like shooting at? It? So, oh yeah, the implicate field of the wave particle drive. <laughs> like it, it's just it's so dumb that it rips me out of the story because it's like, well, this is just like, you know, shoot the MacGuffin laser at him. You know. <laughs> I like they literally should have just they they should have done that because at least I would get a laugh out of that. This just kind of irritated me, you know. 
if they if they had shot the, the MacGuffin laser at the Spectre and he turned into energy, it's like okay, well, you know, it's aptly named at least. But no, like they're try he's trying to come up with something that sounds semi believable and it just doesn't because this should never be possible. And I mean, not for nothing, but like you've got a space anus that's <laughs> on the other side of it is heaven basically or the energy of heaven that it wants to wash on through and that's the other thing how the f- how the fuck if you've created a portal to heaven to let the energy of heaven wash over your galaxy how does that all of a sudden just dry up and close on its own like you know like think about that concept think about the concept oh yeah Heaven ran out of energy and just closed up the window. Like, come on. And then, and like, and even the the conclusion of the story where it's like, you know, okay, well, I guess, like, the idea that him acting out of vengeance, even though he is, you know, the vengeance of God, um, you know, he he fights to be the redemption, but he really is the vengeance because he used the vengeance. It closed the portal, which, okay, I I can see, you know, that that working out. And I mean, I can even see like the concept of prayer reopening it because, you know, he's got a direct line over there and blah, 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 blah. But I mean, if if that's the conclusion of your story, I mean, like, yeah, okay, so I'm reading the superhero book and the way that he ended up saving the day was by praying. Like, I mean, how many issues did this series last? Was it like 27? That's reason? too many. <laughs> I think it's 27. It's too many, Mark. <laughs> it got too many issues. <laughs> this this series got 27 issues. Way more. Way more than it deserved. God. The Spectre, <laughs> the Spectre, the Spectre prayed to God. To reopen the space anus. God said, you know what? <laughs> open wide. Yeah. First you had the leaky anus, and then it dried up too fast. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, what What in the blue hell? No, it's like, oh, God. So, yeah, so the specter prayed, and then God sent some colon blow. <laughs> <laughs> we, we went from... Uh, we had the we had the emodium on one side, and then we had the X-Lax yeah. on the other side. <laughs> yep, Spe- tw- Spectre twenty-seven. Yes, that's the last. That's the last issue. <laughs> Space anus has gone from suck to blow. <laughs> the devil's anus. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking as, as we're talking about looking at things from different perspectives. It's like maybe Hal's Parallax would have been able to appreciate this a little bit more than Hal's the Spectre, since since uh, this was pre Fear Bug and, and more real Parallax time. Uh, that yeah, he would have been able to understand looking viewing things from a from a different perspective more. I did li- I did like the fact that that when you see how you know when you see Hal as Green Lantern in in, in this it's actually uh Great Temple Hal. It's subtle but it is but it is Great Temple Hal. And I think that <laughs> I think that is I think that is that is kind of cool because it, that um that he that in a way that that's how he would see himself, you know. As opposed but I guess I mean it, it makes sense. I mean that was what that's what he physically looked like before he Became parallax and then died. So I guess it would make, I guess it would make sense on some level. But yeah, yeah. And clearly the yeah the the Ab and Sir stuff is clearly just setting stuff up for the next for the next issue. Um, uh, yeah, which and and even with that, like, wasn't Ab and Sir married? Yeah, I think so. So why would he appear to his buddy? That's a good question. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm, I mean, I'm sure I, maybe Ab they'll. Is, I'm pretty sure Abin's service married. I'm pretty sure too. I thought he had a kid. Oh yeah, we know. We know he had a kid because he was a. Uh, he was the. He was like the the Anakin of the family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do, 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 do. 
that's interesting. By but I wasn't I wasn't maybe maybe it does get explained in the issue because I I just I went to Google Abin Sir married and the first thing it comes up with was I think stuff related to uh, what we're gonna find out when we do the next issue. Okay. So um, but it's just it's just from the the Green Lantern fandom wiki things. But I'm just but I think that might some it might get explained a little bit more in that issue. So I won't so we won't. I won't bother looking okay. for details now. Just in case it does. If not, obviously we can always uh, we can always research it in the in between. But it, mm-hmm. but it might come up in context of the next issue, which I'll definitely take because I know if, I can almost guarantee you're going to hate that issue. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I remember I remember the contents thereof and where it leaves off. I don't remember the the steps that get us there. So that's why I'll be cu- it'll be curious to when. When we do issue eighteen to see uh, to see exactly how interesting you, small I interesting how they Grant Morrison interesting how they pull off the uh, how they pull off the transition. Yeah, there, I mean there definitely were there definitely were a lot of weird things in this arc. I do I do like the, the multi specter thing. I do like that. I do like that first at first that. Hal doing the multi spectre thing wasn't really working all that well, and then then it's like then he kind of re, then it's like <laughs> he reevaluated and. But I do I did kind of appreciate the fact that that he did he did, basically cross back over, not by not, obviously in a way it was conscious but it was more instinctual, out of the mm. uh, to be to kind of in, temporarily embrace the spirit of vengeance again, and. He even was happy about it for a second until he realized the repercussions. Yeah. yeah. But I do like the. Oh shoot! Yeah. I, I it is it is kind of like the Spectre equivalent of Luke using the dark side to beat Vader and then realizing it and throwing the saber away. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. So I can I can I can at least appreciate that aspect of it. Um, you know, I just realized what? it was definitely Earth. If it was definitely our galaxy. Because um, the uh, when the energy comes out of the space anus and washes over everything, you see like a couple of planets. One of them, like the third one down, is Earth. The second one down is um, Apocalypse. Um, I don't know if I recognize any other. No. No, I don't know if any of them are supposed to be anything. But uh, those those two in particular are, are easy to pick out. That is true. Um, oh, oh, maybe Mars. Yeah, that, that, that fourth one down, uh, or fifth one, is probably Mars with the giant red circle. Yeah, it could be. Mm. So... Um, the other thing that there was one other thing that we uh, that I, I skipped over. The Quoex had um, they had transmuted one of the you know the Spectre's other versions, and that's what you know they were using that power to also battle um, Hal and his other versions. So after they, you know, were kind of disbanded and the, you know, the wave had done its thing, this other specter, like, kind of reconstitutes himself and introduces himself to Hal. And he's basically like, I'm one of the, you know, subconscious other versions of you that you never knew about. And I've woken up because of this. And, you know, like, because you've woken me up, like, you... Can you know we can now join, and you'll get the uh, the added power and everything like that and abilities of you know this version. So and this was the first time where instead of Hal absorbing another version, he gets absorbed by this larger version, um, and basically you know they're just like they're they're setting the stage so that you know in the future Hal can keep on unlocking new specters and. Unlocking more power, which 
really doesn't mean much in the grand scheme of things because he kind of to begin with he has like the infinite power of god at his disposal and can do anything that he actually puts his mind to when he puts his mind to it so more power is just like you know you know okay you have infinity now you have infinity plus 30 <laughs> so but but it does but it, but when you, but when you think about it it does kind of go back to his origins as the specter in which they made it perfectly clear that probably because of where where he was before he became the specter not just literally physically but you know as a as an individual where he was that there were a lot of natural roadblocks that were being put into place with, even though he even though the the merging was blessed by God of him being merged with the with, with the with the specter, but the reality is not all of the specter's unlimited resources or almost unlimited resources were being put at Hal's disposal immediately. That he had to mm. basically go, that basically he had to be checking these boxes over time in order to get and uncover more power. Or just like in the beginning, how no one was supposed to know who he was. You know that was that was that was one of the big one of the big hurdles that no matter that. Momentar- like, momentarily, in a, you know, they, people would realize who he was, but then it, it would quickly fade away, and they would have no way of knowing. Oh, oh, Hal Jordan's the Spectre. That all these things were like little little burdens that Hal, or big burdens in some cases, that Hal had to deal with along his journey of redemption, and to prove that he was worthy, that he was worthy of the power. So, uh, if you look at it from that perspective, that is, it's like another, just another thing that he's got that he has to. Another goal he has to achieve, another finish line he has to drag himself over. So, yeah. so conceptually, conceptually, yes, it could be a du- a duex machina where you know whenever you really need something, something's not working. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's time for Hal to uncover the next one. <laughs> it's like, I mean, well, I mean, you know, like this entire book is like the machinations of God. So that would that 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 kind of fits right in there. But um, I, I see your point. Um, what did you think of the nanny Ms. Materna Minx? I thought it was odd. It, it, it's slightly less odd only because we know that, you know, the, the, these, uh, like that, 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 that lion looking dude and his, and his, and his chick from, from issue seven kind of center. So it makes it, it makes it a little less weird in a way, but it's like <laughs> only because, you know, because, only because it's not like she showed up without any resume at all. At least we know why she's there and who sent her something to vouch for. But yeah, but it, but it is it is somewhat of an interesting concept. Uh, basically, that so, that literally she needs a you know she's going to need a babysitter to help with you know with the power, you know with the power that she has. Uh, especially because as we're about to find out that you know that Abinsur's role as a kind of a pseudo-babysitter along with Hal's Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder, that role is about to change. So I, I, I can kind of see it. Plus, plus Helen was always supposed to be so, conceptually, Helen was so important to this book yeah. because of what she was supposed to be potentially in the, in the DCU down the road that it makes sense that, they're, you know, that they need someone to kind of like Somebody to yoderize her a little bit to kind of like put her on the right path and uh, <laughs> yeah yeah no, I I, I kind of like it I, but it, it's it's pretty obvious that she's like space Mary Poppins <laughs> like you know yeah I mean I'm I'm not I'm not gonna deny that there's there's certainly there's certainly a, there's certainly an element of out there's no there's no doubt about it but uh. It's fu- it's funny when we went back when we decided to do this arc. What we are we? I should yes, we decided to do. But when we had gotten to the point where logically it was time to do this arc, that I was thinking when because obviously when some things stand out during during the, this whole run during this whole book, and certain issues stand out. Like obviously the two face issue was something that always stood out. The parallax yes. issue stood out, and this the issue with Sinestro Sinestro quote unquote coming back. Uh, st- stood out as far as things that that you just naturally remember, but I did. I, I completely. F- I did not remember the context of, of of what what it really was until I reread these. I mean, I read these all last year when we did it. Like, like kind of like you mentioned when we did issue fifteen. I did read the entire arc at that point, mm-hmm. and then you know, obviously time goes by and you kind of fig- and you kind of forget. But what 
some of the some of the details I didn't really forget much about you know the general context of what, between last year and, and this episode. But when I reread for last year, it's like I completely had forgotten that you know that's that Sinestro was just just a just a BS. And like an basically, <laughs> basically like an, an energy construct, for lack of a better way of describing it, by from the from these beings trying to ha- do use things that Hal's familiar with to try to get the point across to Hal to try to like dra- again using the using the analogy for the episode drag him over the finish line so he so he can figure out what's going on and and Sinestro was the first one that they tried to tried to use so. Uh, I forgot that that's all that that's all it, that that's all it was. But I'm not I'm not disappointed because or else obviously if it had been really Sinestro then you have a contradiction and a problem with Green Lantern Rebirth. <laughs> uh, you know if 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 so that's the part that I'm I was kind of pleasantly surprised not not necessarily surprised but I was I was pleasantly reminded of the fact that no there is there was no contradiction really. When Jeff Johns decided to say, "Hey, Sinestro was never really dead," the reality is uh, nothing in this book, which was the main, you know, the I think probably the, I think it was the only real appearance, real in quotes, of Sinestro during you know the post uh, in real in current continuity post Emerald Twilight. That I think that I'm glad that that was something that didn't have to be explained or I so oh it's like oh shit we forgot about that issue with the specter no it, it, it doesn't really <laughs> it doesn't it didn't really cause any ramifications no 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 this book causes no ramifications <laughs> at all unless you have to read it we're, we are we are definitely on the uh, literally we're on the back nine as far as you know, the number of issues left here uh, but <clears throat> when you're looking at the best part, the best part of the of this run, generally speaking, I think this book probably probably already peaked. So now we're. <laughs> I I know it's like a Captain Obvious statement to you, but I mean, just objectively, <laughs> this might. I mean, I vaguely remember what happened. Some of the issues that happened next. Obviously, I know there's an apocalypse story that we're building towards. And I know, obviously, the next issue I did remember that with that what's going on with Abin Sir, but I, there isn't that much left in the book that I really, really remember of consequence. So, even from a memory yeah. perspective, even though those these, those stories are going to be more recent, the reality is I remembered pretty much every this this arc pretty much I think ends everything that I actively remember about with relatively a decent amount of recall that about this book, and now it's like. Uh, Definitely, like the, the last like ten issues, nine issues of this book were like waiting to. It's like you know this book isn't going to last much longer. Let's see, <laughs> let's see, let's see if he takes us anywhere interesting, and that's kind of like where it goes. Hmm. So. Um, I feel like that uh, that that weird character reappears in. Yeah, oh yeah, Stigmanus, right? You mean Stigmanus? Yes, yeah, 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 I'm, yeah. Pretty, I'm pretty sure Stigmanus does show up soon. Uh, which is kind of you know he could have been a good foil for for the Spectre uh, if if this if this series had gone on and had been dare we say more appealing across the board because it really because yeah. well, it's not really a superhero comic so it's it's which is which is tough I do I mean on one level you respect the fact that this book is so unique. And the fact that they tried to do something different with a character that had been had been more or less categorized or described as you know universally boring for his entire existence in Hal Jordan, that they tried to do something different. They tried to add some depth to him and what his mission was, and just explore some big you know some big picture concepts, which of course De Mateus never seems to shy away from. So yeah. I I do respect that. And I, but I also, but clearly you can understand why the book, at, by this point, the way the book started to go downhill, especially from a general interest <laughs> perspective. Uh, go ahead, say what issue issue one. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm I, I'm just kidding. I know you are. The uh, the the two phase issue was very good. Yeah, pro- around the first ten, there were a lot of good things, like in the first ten issues or so, or maybe the first. Uh, I forget which issue the Parallax one was too, but more or less like the first maybe th- ten to ten to thirteen 
you know, anywhere between the first like two years of this book, it wasn't really there. There were some you know misses clearly, but there were but there were some really interesting concepts ex, ex, explored. I like the I still I like the idea of taking this, of Hal's willpower being so strong that he could take the spirit of vengeance and make it the spirit of redemption. I I've always I always loved that concept. I thought that was very clever. Uh, if, but as you go on in this, and you you can understand why a lot of Hal fans who were desperate for a Hal book who jumped on this book, that you can understand why it's a lot, why a decent amount of them would jump off the book, because of the fact that it's just, if it was just a superhero book, they probably would have been more willing to stick around, even though he wasn't Green Lantern. They were just happy to, to support Hal being a superhero again. But because this was so metaphysical and everything else, that I think it's, I will always appreciate this book, but I think, but I definitely can see the flaws in it. And again, it probably is a lot to do with the pull that De Mateus seems to have that he's able to take some of these books that conceptually you would think there's no way these books are going to even last two years, and basically at least get the company to go along with. <laughs> Give, giving him a decent amount of time, no matter what that time frame is, based on whatever the concept of the book is. I mean, this book, this book lasted over two years, so it's it's it's. So that 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 is something at least. <laughs> Wouldn't want those pictures to get out now, would we? Said <laughs> so I'm not saying that he blackmailed anybody. Well, I'm not saying to, that he didn't. Come <laughs> on. I'm just kidding. I'm definitely saying that he blackmailed somebody to get this book. Uh, uh, well, another one for the history books. That is true, and let, let's be really, especially since I will, I'm going to do that issue. Let's just let's just agree that we're going to do issue 18 somewhere before 2020 ends, unless the asteroid hits like before the, December or something. Oh man. That, uh, so, especially since we did not exactly deliver in a timely fashion on getting this issue out, this ep- and this episode out about these issues, that at least will, that uh, and, and who knows, depending on how long uh, Chad's sabbatical is, that there may be plenty of opportunities to do this. So, somewhere between episode three ninety nine H, maybe maybe we'll, we'll, we'll fit in the next pre birth. <laughs> Oh, Chad. Get well soon, Chad. <laughs> and, and, uh, talk, before, before, as we get ready to wrap up, talk about your podcast. Push your podcast, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, I have a new podcast. Um, this is not something that I really planned. Um, but my brother, he kind of... Um, he kind of got the ball rolling on us, and we uh, we, we just kind of like, you know, said, okay, we might as well do this. So basically, we do a Brackets-style podcast. I know. It's completely original, and it's going to be the first Brackets podcast that you've ever heard, I'm sure. <laughs> but we take, some, we take some interesting concepts, and, you know, like we – sometimes we, you know, we go for like the mainstream stuff. Sometimes we go for stuff – a little more offbeat. Um, I mean, we, we picked the first episode that we had. Um, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to it because the, the audio quality was pretty bad. Um, and, and the audio, audio quality has gotten much better since we've been doing this. But spoiler alert for the first episode, it was the Mother's Day episode and we picked the three fathers from Full House. <laughs> the ultimate curveball. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of that actually. Sometimes we pick a good one, and sometimes we we pick the three dads from Full House as a mom. Um, but it's called Four Brothers Bracket Podcast. It's uh, it's on Spotify, and it's on like a bunch of different sites that you can get podcasts. I'm not really sure. Um, we distribute through Anchor FM, I believe is the website and it just automatically you know sends it out to you know the different podcast things uh, yeah i mean i'm i'm basically putting in as little effort as possible <laughs> but uh the 
the next episode to go up is going. I'm sure that by the time this episode airs, it'll be up. It's the um, best Father's Day episode. Yes, yeah. So yeah, so for that one we picked um, movie dads, and uh, we we did the bracket style, you know, thing to. Um, figure out who was the best movie dad. The one before that was best primetime cartoon versus best afternoon cartoon. So with that one, that one was a little different. One side of the bracket was like all the best primetime cartoons. The other side of the bracket was all the best afternoon cartoons. And we had a battle, you know, to whittle them down to like, you know, one finalist each. Then they go head to head and we picked best you know between the two of them now kind of what we're doing is we're going to be hitting like a lot of the major cartoons so we're not doing it every week like we're kind of like you know we're splitting it up so like we did you know last week we did the you know the prime time in the afternoon this week is father's day episode the week after that we're going to have best nickelodeon cartoon and I think with that one, we're probably going to merge it with Best Nickelodeon Live Action TV Show. So that way we can have them go head to head and figure out which was the Best Nickelodeon Show. We'll do something else after that. And then we're going to go to like either Cartoon Network or Saturday Morning Cartoons. Those are the last two finalists. Once we have all of the cartoons, you know, leveled out, then we're going to take like the highest two from each episode and create like a special bracket and they're going to randomly go up against each other it's a lot of fun um it's me and my brothers and close friend of ours tom um who's like a brother to us so uh you know and he he has his own brother so technically it is four brothers um just you know tom's not a blood relation (laughs) he was adopted (laughs) And yeah, I mean, like it's not, it's not something that we're like, you know, going super heavy on like production and whatnot. But it's, it's decent to listen to. You know, it's fun if you like hearing my voice. Um, and honestly, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> There's one more podcast for you guys to check out, and that's the like I said, it's it's either four brothers bracket or four brothers brackets. Four brother brackets, four brothers brackets, whatever. Search it in Spotify and it'll come up. I'm sure. I'll po- I'll make sure I post the link again in the uh, in the on the write up. That's that's probably way better than anything that I could have just added. <laughs> you probably should have told me that in the beginning, and then I could have just you know given a much much more succinct. I'm so I'm sorry. I wanted to give up. you your, I wanted to give you your platform. I wanted to give you your time. <laughs> Uh, uh, all right, so let me do the, let me do the usual. The, oh, no, go ahead. before you do that, okay, feel free. yes, go ahead. Okay, I mean I don't want to spend a lot of time on it here because it will undoubtedly be covered much better uh, once Chad gets back. Oh, yes. But yesterday, as we record this, um, Denny O'Neill passed away. Um, and, you know, it is it's a, a loss to the comic community that, I, you know, I, I honestly I don't think people realize the contribution that he made. Like everybody knew, like the contribution that Stan Lee made to comics because he was such a big, you know, personality and always out there and everything like that. Denny O'Neill especially if you're a Green Lantern fan like or Batman fan or even Transformers fan <laughs> like the guy you know he he did so much he had such an impact on DC comics and comics in general really and you know just he was um he was a cool guy and uh he will be sorely missed I agree I before you sent before you sent that post to me i actually i was in and out a lot on friday so i but i did notice that i did notice the uh i did notice the headline about that so yes he is he is a major contributor in comics across the board he's touched lots of different characters including 
clearly Green Lantern having a big influence and importance in the Green Lantern mythos and Batman and lots. So yes, and as some of you know, Chad, you know Chad will has has mentioned that at one point he's going to he's going to want to do a special memorial, basically episode uh, on for Denny O'Neill, a special, and we have no idea when that's going to be. I'm not going to anticipate that being anytime soon, in all honesty, but. I'm sure it will be a good one, and, and we'll let you guys know. As soon as we, we have more details, we'll let you know about it. So. Can you um, can you put the link to the interview episode with him up in the notes? I will try to do that, yes. I do not remember what episode it was, I will, but... I will look for it. So, yes, that's that, that, will, that will be the game plan. I will put the link to that episode and the link to... Uh, and the link to your podcast. Cool. Sounds good. All right, so let's wrap it up. Uh, lanterncast at gmail.com. Website is lanterncast.com. You can follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, hashtag GLCast to locate us on either one of those. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Please leave us a positive view, review on uh, whichever platform you listen to us on. And last but not least, if you'd like to leave us a voicemail, 708 Lantern. 708 Lantern and let us know what you think and next not entirely sure but probably it'll be Dan and I because we did discuss some concepts of what we could do uh, we also know that at some point whether uh, whether Chad's back or not we're going to be doing the 80 page the 80th anniversary 100 page giant that'll be coming out at the end of the month at, at the very least even if Chad is not up to record probably Jim Dan and I will will be covering that so, well, <laughs> 399. Yes. Once I started, like I said, once I started down this road, we at least have to get at least a couple of lettered episodes out of 399, or else it wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> so, if, if I could get to 399, at least if we get 399C, I'll be happy. I can live with B, but we at least. I mean, B is almost a given at this point. <laughs> but we, I think, but if we could get to C, then at least, even if it stops, then. Then, because I could always throw the reign of the 399s tag on the actual episode 399 too. Then, you know, so we, we, we so technically it'd be stretching stretching it out a little bit, but we'll we'll see. Obviously, if Chad comes back, then and it's a very happy reason to end of the reign of the 399. <laughs> <laughs> but until then, it's upon us. <laughs> so, good night, everybody. So long. A verdict is in No appeal on the docket today Just my home sin The walls cold and pale The cage made of steel